The Supreme Court says the Trump administration messed up when they ended DACA. A cop went viral for worrying that McDonald's was trying to screw with her food. We've got the full saga of Officer McMuffin for you. And we catch up with Tan France and Bobby Burke, stars of the Queer Eye Netflix series. The date, June 18th, 2020. The time, News O'Clock. Hey, everybody. I'm Hayes Brown. And I'm Casey Rackham. Welcome to News O'Clock. Hey, Hayes, I need to tell you about the best text that I got from my dad. I love when he texts me about current events and also his one true love, soccer. He's um he's from England. He used to play soccer there. And he um I did not know and, that. <laughs> yeah, he's full of fun facts. Anyways, he sent me this text of the Premier League just started yesterday and Wednesday, and all the players, instead of their names on the back of their jerseys, it said Black Lives Matter. But on top of that, it's just wild. There were no fans in the audience, artificial stadium noise. And then also they're practicing social distancing, which, you know, I don't understand how that works. I played soccer. That doesn't work. So it must mean other people in the stadium. I are guess. Because I mean, but then again, they're very practiced at falling over without anyone being near them. So <laughs> that works. But Kate, I'm really glad you brought this up because the wildest thing happened today. Uh, during those games, uh, some of the players kneeled in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. And the British Foreign Secretary, Dominic Robb, was asked about what he thought about it and whether he would ever bend the knee for it. And here's what he said. I've got to say on this taking the knee thing, which I don't know, maybe it's got a broader history, but it seems to be taken from the Game of Thrones. It feels to me like a symbol of subjugation, subordination, rather than one of liberation and emancipation. Uh, But I understand people feel differently about it. So it's a matter of personal choice. He thought it's from Game of Thrones. He he said, I can't believe that this is a real thing that the British Foreign Secretary actually said. It's so hilariously ridiculous. How? Where has he been? Who's briefing him? How does who let him go on television and say this? This is my question. Okay, it is time for the TLDR, the most important headlines of the day brought to the top of your feed. Here are three things you need to know today. One, Trump's former national security advisor said that the president gave China the green light to build internment camps for Muslims. The first excerpts and purposeful leaks from John Bolton's book dropped yesterday afternoon, and there were some real doozies in there. At the top of that list is the claim that President Trump told Chinese President Xi Jinping last year that building camps to house members of China's Muslim Uyghur population was, quote, exactly the right thing to do. There have been reports of nearly a million people being forced into these re-education camps to strip them of their Muslim identity under the guise of preventing terrorism. Bolton also claimed that during that same meeting, Trump asked Xi for help to get re-elected. Citing the interpreter in the room with Trump, Bolton said that he, quote, turned the conversation to the coming U.S. presidential election, alluding to China's economic capability to affect the ongoing campaigns, pleading with Xi to ensure he'd win. He stressed the importance of farmers and increased Chinese purchases of soybeans and wheat in the electoral outcome. Yesterday, the Department of Justice took the rare step of attempting to block Bolton's book from being published, claiming that the book is, quote, rife with classified information. They're also weighing, apparently, whether to criminally charge Bolton with releasing classified information. Trump himself, though, has tweeted that Bolton's book is full of lies, which is funny because lies can't be considered classified. Two. 
Even as states see coronavirus cases continue to surge, the federal government has all but given up on treating the outbreak as an emergency. Hospitalizations continue to rise in Texas, for example, even as Governor Greg Abbott has blocked major cities from mandating that residents wear masks in public. And Florida has been pegged as a potential new epicenter of the outbreak based on new modeling from Policy Lab at the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia. But as all this is happening, and after an estimated 117,000 people have died in the U.S., the federal government's coronavirus task force only meets twice a week now, according to the New York Times. Meanwhile, the National Institute of Health's Dr. Anthony Fauci, who used to be a daily TV presence, has been really sidelined. He told NPR's 1A that he hasn't spoken to the president in two weeks. Three, the Supreme Court ruled that the Trump administration violated the law when it ended DACA, a major immigration initiative. The Obama administration spun up the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals program in 2012 as a way to let undocumented people brought to the U.S. as kids work legally. The Department of Homeland Security rescinded DACA back in 2017, putting the almost 650,000 DACA recipients into limbo. Chief Justice John Roberts said today that in repealing the program in the way it did, the administration was, quote, arbitrary and capricious, violating the Administrative Procedure Act in the process. That relatively narrow ruling, though, means that there is still a chance that the administration can end DACA. It just has to go through the proper steps to do so. Do we know what the chances are of the administration ending DACA? Uh, Pretty high still, I'd say. I would say that's pretty much a priority for Stephen Miller at all at this point. I mean, the question is, do they go through the they would have to go through the process of announcing the rule, leaving time for debate and people to submit comments on it, that the normal regulation process, which they completely skipped over with this, which is why John Roberts, who, while he might or might not agree on the policy, has been known to strike down Trump administration policies that have been done in the wrong way. All right. It's time for today's good news, bad news. Good news, that 70s show actor Danny Masterson has finally been charged for raping three women. And I say good news because it's been three years since the accusations against Masterson were first reported during the broader hashtag MeToo movement. So back in 2017, Tony Ortega of The Village Voice reported that three women had come forward with allegations that Masterson had raped them between 2001 to 2003. Masterson, who you might know as Hyde from that 70s show, is a member of the Church of Scientology, and he denied the allegations at the time. And now the Los Angeles District Attorney's Office has charged Masterson with three counts of rape by force or fear. I, too, think this is good news that he has finally officially been charged with this because for a while there just didn't seem like it was going to happen. We've had like the whole Weinstein trial has played out in this time and Masterson just hadn't even been charged at all. Yeah, he hadn't been charged. And previous to that, I mean, maybe it's like being in L.A., maybe you hear the same rumors in New York and stuff, but it's like we had heard those rumors prior to that of people being like, oh, yeah. Danny Masterson, you know, just kind of said in that tone. And so the fact that it's taken this long for for any sort of anything to happen is crazy, but glad that it has happened. Completely agree. And bad news for fans of Taco Bell because it's officially canceled, at least according to Twitter. Hashtags RIP Taco Bell, 
Taco Bell's over party and boycott Taco Bell are trending after a former Taco Bell employee named Denzel Skinner says he was fired from his job after refusing to take off a Black Lives Matter face mask. So Taco Bell's policy doesn't include any stipulations about messages on face coverings, only that they have to be clean. And due to mask shortages, employees were allowed to wear their own masks or coverings. Skinner has worked there as a shift leader at Taco Bell for eight years, and he says that a supervisor asked him to take off his mask during a shift last week, and then instead of taking it off, Skinner decided to walk out, but then the manager fired him on the spot. In an emailed statement, Taco Bell said, quote, We have been working closely with our franchisee that operates this location to address the issue. While our policies at restaurants do not prohibit team members from wearing Black Lives Matter masks, we are working to clarify our mask policies so this doesn't happen again. I I mean, good for them for making very clear that, yes, you can wear a Black Lives Matter mask if you are a Taco Bell. Eat your cheesy gordita crunch with no shame, I guess. But it's the fact that they're the latest corporation to have this problem that's really interesting to me that we keep seeing like Starbucks got into trouble for this just last week. Was it the same issue with masks? Oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. It was, no, actually, for them, it was just any Black Lives Matter apparel at all. And then they had to clarify, oh, well, you can wear your stuff until the official Starbucks Black Lives Matter gear arrives. <laughs> because, of, of course, Starbucks is coming out with their own. Of course they are. They're, don't you know, Casey, they're from the Pacific Northwest. That's where all <laughs> racism is outlawed. The SJWs. <laughs> Okay, when we come back, we're joined by stars of Queer Eye, Bobby Burke, and Tan France. Stay right there. At SheFit, we're tired of hearing new year, new you, fat-burning secrets, and lose weight fast. The only thing you need to lose is self-doubt. The body you're in deserves respect, love, and support. Support you're not getting from your current sports bra. It's time to experience the only sports bra that actually does its job and outperforms the most popular brands on the market. It's time to feel real support from SheFit. Save $10 today at SheFit.com slash 2022. I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller Fair Play and Find Your Unicorn Space activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're uncovering why society makes it so hard for women to treat their time with the value it deserves. So take this time out with us. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Being a real estate agent isn't about listing houses. It's about connecting to people. I need to find new buyers every day. So I promote my listings using radio commercials from iHeartAdBuilder.com. Now every time I have an open house, it's a full house. A custom radio ad from iHeartAdBuilder is the fast, affordable way to drive customers to your business. Put the power of radio to work for you. Get started now at iHeartAdBuilder.com. Welcome back. Today, we are so excited to have hosts and stars of Queer Eye, Tan France and Bobby Burke, on the show with us. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Hi, love. 
So the fifth season of Queer Eye just dropped a couple of weeks ago. Have you guys done anything special to celebrate it? Uh, <laughs> has it been a few weeks already? Um, no, I mean, we, we've been quarantined still, so haven't been able to see anybody, but we've just been binging the season and enjoying it and, you know, texting each other about it, but that's about it. Fair enough. So Tan, you focus on fashion on the show. Fashion is constantly shifting though. Are there any trends from your first season that you're already looking back at? Like, I can't believe we were doing that. Not necessarily trends. French talk. Yeah, <laughs> that's around to stay forever. Um, no, that's um... right, the second. The second. I posted pictures of my wedding from 2012 the other day, yeah. and one of the most comments was people like, "I can't believe Tan let you get married without a French talk." I'm like, "Look, 2012 ah. didn't know each other then." <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, uh, there's nothing that we ever do that's super, super trendy, and I try and avoid it because I don't want it to age out too much. Um, so, no, ask me again in like three years. I'm sure. I'll have a different answer but for right now the answer is no okay but what's the new french talk there is there i mean there might be like a spanish talk let's see well, the, the grecian talk it's where you talk a whole sheet in <laughs> all right so quarantine has been wild for people so a question for each of you first Tan, what have you been wearing while in lockdown? Do stylish people like you just wear sweatpants in quarantine? And <laughs> Tan just stood up on the Zoom call that we're recording this on and showed off his shorts. Um, I've been oh, wearing yep. sweatshorts a lot. Actually, so for Zoom calls, if I'm not on Zoom calls for longer than an hour, I'll usually mm. wear something that I would wear if I was in any other interview. So I have worn a suit, but a much softer one with an um, elasticated waist. So it's a mm-hmm. lot more casual. Um, but yeah, I, I have, I'm not going to lie. I've been in sweats a lot. And there's no shame in that, but I do, I have been making an effort because I hate mm-hmm. looking in the mirror and thinking, oh, you look horrible. Like I want to at least mm. think, okay, I've made it. Uh, I look nice at least. Well, who's standing in front of you when you're looking in the mirror then? Because <gasps> how could you ever say that when seeing yourself? Charmer. He's, mm. he's all charm, this one. All charm. <laughs> so Bobby, for you, uh, what is the biggest thing that people can do for the spaces that they're in while we've been staying inside so much? What should people look to shift if they haven't yet already? I mean, now's the perfect time to declutter to get rid of things that you don't need, to get rid of things you can donate, to really to have the time to think about, you know, organizing. And if that's if that's scary to you, you know, start with your junk drawer in your, in your kitchen. We've all got that junk drawer where oh my God. everything gets thrown. Uh, that's, a, that's a small little accomplishment you can do. But once you do that one little accomplishment, you're like, oh, I can, I can take on these cabinets now. And then, oh, I can do the living room. So start small. Start with your junk drawer. Yes, I feel alive after I've organized nail polish. I'm like, look at me go. (laughs) So, Tan, you just got U.S. citizenship last week. Congratulations. Thank you Um, so much. Citizenship can be something that's complicated for a lot of reasons. How How do you feel now? Um, it was very it was very complicated <laughs> yep. for many reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I felt I felt really relieved. It took me um, twenty years from the the time mm-hmm. I decided I wanted to go for it. Um, so yeah, relief more than anything, and just uh, I, I just feel a sense of security knowing that nobody can kick me out. I'm home. Mm-hmm. Aww. All right. As I'm sure you guys know, this Monday, the Supreme Court decided on an historic LGBTQ uh, case that guarantees that employees cannot be fired from their jobs for their sexuality or gender identity. What were your reactions when you saw that news? 
Uh, quite honestly, Bobby, you can answer this, but I want to say this. I was shocked that it was still even a thing. It is 2020. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how that was even a thing still. Bobby, that's all I had to say. <laughs> um, growing up in one of those states that at one point had those protections and at the state level removed them, uh, which was Missouri, uh, I wasn't surprised at all to find out that it was only 26 states, sadly. Um, so many of our quote-unquote laws that are supposed to be separate from church and state are not. You know, They're based on very warped religious beliefs. And you know, I was very, very grateful and, and shocked, honestly, especially in this climate, in this day and age, with the justices that are sadly leading our country right now. I was surprised it, it went the way it went. You know, I was pleasantly surprised. That being said, there were still three chief justices who think that companies should have the right to fire you just for who you are. Um, so it's, it's a positive thing, but it's also a wake-up call that, you know, it just barely made it. So right now it's Pride Month, but between the coronavirus and the Black Lives Matters protests that have been the country's focus, it's definitely been different than normal. Do you have any thoughts on how our community can be finishing out the month? Yeah, I, I think that our community should be finishing out the Pride Month by marching right alongside with Black Lives Matter, because if it wasn't for people of color, if it wasn't for Black trans women starting the Pride fight, starting the fight for equality, starting that riot at Stonewall, we wouldn't be marching in a parade. We wouldn't be married. So uh, we can combine every year. That is absolutely fine with me. And every year until we no longer have to march. That was literally what I was about to say. So say hey. <laughs> So I'm glad that you bring up Stonewall because last year was the 50th anniversary of the riots. This year would have been the 50th anniversary of the Pride March. So if you both can just speak a little on what does Stonewall mean to you guys when you hear that invoked these days? When I was younger, it was different for me because um, uh, obviously, I, although I'm now American, I was uh, raised in the UK. Um, and so I didn't know what Stonewall was until I moved here. Um it, 11, 12 years ago. Um, and now it just, for me, it, it symbolizes one thing. Um, before June 28th, um, when Stonewall happened, um, the, the rights for LGBTQ people, um, in particular the trans community, uh, they had no rights. They had no rights like they have today. And even now we're in no position that we should be in. It should be even more equal. But that's a time when things changed and we started to see, to see a shift in this nation. Um, but the work has not been completed. As we just said, um, it was only a few days ago uh, when uh, the workplace law changed It's shocking to think that this massive pivotal moment happened 51 years ago, and yet 51 years later, we're still fighting for basic human rights. And so, yes, it was wonderful, and everything that Marsha P. Johnson and the people that surrounded her achieved was fantastic and it was monumental, but that doesn't mean that it ended there. So... I actually have one last question. I'm going to try and lighten things up really quickly just to end on a bit of a more of a ah, note. I've had this question in my head for a while now. And since it's just the two of you, you can answer honestly. If you could steal the job of anyone on the show who is not on this call right now and make their gig yours, whose would it be? Anthony. 
Anthony, you would take it. You would take yeah, over yeah. food. Yeah, I think him and I would both switch with each other. Yeah, because we've had we've had this we've had this conversation with each other many a times. Really? Um, so yeah, Anthony is a very very talented designer as well. Like he has impeccable taste. Not that Tanny doesn't, um, <laughs> but yeah, fashion. Mm. Tan tells me all the time I suck at it. So I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Tan, how about you? Oh. Who, whose job would you steal? Um, uh, Jonathan's without a doubt. The mm. funny thing is when I auditioned for Queer Eye, uh, we had this audition uh, like um, party the night before. Uh, it was a cocktail thing. And we all had these little name badges and it had a colored sticker on which represented which category you were auditioning for. Anyway, mm. mine was under my jacket. I forgot that I had it on my shirt. So I put my jacket on and people just assumed I was there the grooming, like I was the grooming guy, um, and so festive editions, people just assumed I wasn't, I wasn't a threat to them at all. Remember, game, no one, no one ever guessed our categories right. Everyone always thought that you were grooming Karama with fashion, and mm. then it was always a mix-up of the other three of us. Well, Tan, Bobby, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been so fun. Thanks for having us. Of course, thanks for having us, guys. Bye. Bye. Well, that was such a delight, but now it's time for Meanwhile on the Internet. Today we have to tell you a tale, a tale that contains multitudes and kept everyone tweeting all day long. It is the saga of Officer McMuffin. It all began with a video posted on Facebook where a woman claimed that she'd been mistreated at a McDonald's for being a cop. A girl comes out with my coffee and just the coffee and she hands it to me and at my window down and that's all she hands me is the coffee so i told her i said don't bother with the food because right now i'm too nervous to take it it doesn't matter how many hours i've been up it doesn't matter what i've done for anyone right now i'm too nervous to take a meal from mcdonald's because i can't see it being made i don't know what's going on with people nowadays but please just give us a break yep that's all Literally all that happened is that her egg McMuffin was late. And that video went viral on Twitter because, wow, she was upset. (laughs) Donald Trump Jr. and other conservatives said that this was proof that cops are being mistreated these days. Meanwhile, there were people who were claiming that she wasn't even actually a cop at all. And if she was a cop, then she shouldn't have had a gun. It was honestly a mess for hours. But then BuzzFeed News reporters Tanya Chen and Addie Baird swooped in to show that, yes, the woman in the video is a real cop. She's Deputy Stacey Talbert from the McIntosh County Sheriff's Department. And the McDonald's in question told BuzzFeed News that nobody had denied her service and they'd reach out to her to apologize for her, quote, unsatisfactory experience and offer to correct her order. Hayes, I can't. I'm sorry. One time, yeah, I got nine chicken McNuggets instead of <gasps> ten, you know? But I wasn't like, they hate me. <laughs> personally, me, personally, can't you see that because my McMuffin, I had to pull over out of the driveway and wait. And they brought me my coffee without my hash browns. <laughs> and that is just racism against blue lives, clearly. <laughs> truly wild oh my god wow they uh she was really enjoying playing the victim card there and i'm using the word victim lightly because there was no crime (laughs) 
<laughs> zero crimes. What's really interesting about this is how much it caused like the internet's detective gears to spin up and go absolutely wild. She's not a cop. We have to find out where she is a cop. Like at one point, uh, there's a McIntosh County apparently in Oklahoma who posted on their Facebook that we don't know her. She's not with us. This woman is in Georgia, but they, they, people took that Facebook post and were like, oh, she's not a cop. She's not a cop. Is she lying? Where'd she get the uniform from? Where, who is she? Is she a crisis actor? <laughs> Wait, Ace, can I tell you about a really dumb TV show I just came up with? Yes, please. It's called Law and Order Zero Crimes. <laughs> <laughs> dun, dun. <laughs> Oh, between this and the fake Shake Shack poisoning incident here in New York, I truly, cops really have never been as poorly treated as they have been in this day and age. You're so right. Friends, that is it for today's show. Join us tomorrow for a very special Juneteenth episode. And remember, your McMuffin being on time is the only thing standing between civilization and chaos. Be sure to subscribe to News O'Clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you go for your sound stories. And please take the time to leave us a rating and a review. It helps us figure out what you like about the show versus what you love about the show. And remember to set your alarm so you never miss an episode of News O'Clock. When's the last time you took a time out? I'm Eve Rodsky, author of the New York Times bestseller, Fair Play, and Find Your Unicorn Space activist on the gender division of labor, attorney, and family mediator. And I'm Dr. Aditi Narukar, a Harvard physician and medical correspondent with an expertise in the science of stress, resilience, mental health, and burnout. We're so excited to share our podcast, Time Out, a production of iHeart Podcasts and Hello Sunshine. We're peeling back the layers around why society makes it so easy to guard men's time like it's diamonds and treat women's time like it's infinite, like sand. And so whether you're partnered with or without children or in a career where you want more boundaries, this is a place for you, for people of all family structures. So take this time out with us to learn, get inspired, and most importantly, reclaim your time. Listen to Time Out, a Fair Play podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Raffi is the voice of some of the happiest songs of our generation. Baby Beluga. So who is the man behind Baby Beluga? Every human being wants to feel respected. When we start with young children, all good things can grow from there. I'm Chris Garcia, comedian, new dad, and host of Finding Raffi, a new podcast from iHeartRadio and Fatherly. Listen every Tuesday on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello and welcome to our show. I'm Zoe Deschanel and I'm so excited to be joined by my friends and castmates, Hannah Simone and Lamorne Morris, to recap our hit television series, New Girl. Join us every Monday on the Welcome to Our Show podcast, where we'll share behind the scenes stories of your favorite New Girl episodes. Each week, we answer all your burning questions like, is there really a bear in every episode of New Girl? Plus, you'll hear hilarious stories like this. Fun that fact. was one of your things too. you brought back from Latvia. Yeah, I brought back because a hoop. all professional <laughs> basketball players. Yeah, it's like a little <laughs> seven foot hoop. Yeah, listen to the Welcome to Our Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.